the Steelers by the Lake podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host Cody Tanner here on this fine Friday evening. Cody, how are you feeling today? James, I am feeling fantastic, uh, doing well, living life, uh, just taking it day by day right now, my guy. How are you doing? Yeah, I'll tell you what, Here's this pretty much summarizes how I'm doing right now. Uh, so uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm glad the weekend is here. We're going to celebrate with a little Hamburg peach blueberry cider. I'm mm. telling you, it's one of the best ciders you ever have in your life. No, non-sponsored ad right there. Uh, Hamburg cider. Oh, Got to love. We'll have to give them a shout out. I, I like in the post or something outside of just this exact moment. Because <laughs> yeah. technically we just gave them a shout out. But um, yeah. I'm I'm not drinking anything right now. There's a chance I have to go back to work. Otherwise, I would be. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of cheersing to people in celebration, mm-hmm. uh, big shout out to both the um, the state of Iowa and the state of Nebraska. Huge, huge influx of downloads and new listeners in both of those states this week. Uh, so, really appreciate every single one of you. Uh, hopefully, some of you came back for today's show. If you did, thank you. Uh, also, you have the opportunity to do a five-star review on Apple Podcast or uh, any of the other platforms you're able to review. And uh, if you do so, we will absolutely give you a shout-out on the show. So, Yep. Yep, we'll talk about you. We'll read whatever you say, uh, as long as it is appropriate. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll have a good time with it. We appreciate all you guys listening and, and watching if you're on YouTube. Again, so we're excited to talk Steelers football. Uh, first things first, we did have an injury update with the, um, Cole Holcomb. Cole Holcomb did get moved to the IR, which we expected. And Anthony McFarland Jr. did come off of the IR, which is fantastic news. I, I expect to see him returning kicks this week. Um, yeah. so we'll see how that goes. Excited for that. Uh, with that injury to Cole Holcomb, they do have to change who wears the green dot. The green dot is just saying, Hey, this person has a headset in their, um, helmet they can talk and communicate back and forth with the coaches. Um, so that's all that is that back and forth. I don't think that's back and forth. Actually, that's just they can back hear. and forth, just receiving yeah. it. I don't yeah. know why I said yeah. back and forth, but uh, so that green dot is going to be moving to Quan Alexander. So Quan Alexander is going to have the coaches in his ear for the defense. So excited for that Quan, And you know, yeah. Quan's the one that had that pick to steal the game last week. So that's absolutely. And this is something he's familiar with doing with previous teams that he's played on. He's been the signal caller, the play caller for the defense uh, previous. So uh, a role he's very comfortable with and will be taking over as the primary middle linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, That leaves two other ones. And we're going to talk about both those guys as this episode goes on, just kind of teasing it for right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's move to the offensive line. Broderick Jones, lots of people asking, hey, looked like he was pretty good against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Coaching staff appears to feel the same way. He is now listed as the co-starter with Shakoma Okorafor. And it just so happens that Broderick Jones got most of the starting reps at right tackle in practice this week. Uh, he indicated that he fully expects to start against the Green Bay Packers. So As I'm should. excited to see it. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. Uh, his move skills are great. His ability to pass block was pretty good. Uh, I didn't see any huge glaring issues going on there. Is he going to have some some mistakes here and there? Absolutely is. I mean, he had a, an illegal, ineligible man downfield penalty against him. 
Yep. Uh, things like that are going to happen. He's going to get comfortable. But as far as his ability to block, he he's, might already be the best blocker on the team. So uh, I'm ecstatic to have him in the starting lineup finally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So excited to have him. So that offensive line uh, will look, just to remind everybody, uh, the offensive line with Dan Moore Jr. on the left tackle, Isaac Ciamalo on the left guard, Mason Cole, the center, James Daniels, right guard, and then Broderick Jones on the right tackle. This is arguably the best line we've seen in a few years, so I'm excited to see what they can do yeah. this week against the Packers. Uh, speaking of the Packers and Steelers and injuries, players coming off injuries and everything else, uh, we have the injury report for this week. We do have two players for Pittsburgh listed as out. Uh, Montrevious Adams and Minka Fitzpatrick are both listed as out with a ankle and hamstring injury, respectively. Uh, none of them, neither of them participated all week long, so that's just how that typically rolls. Uh, Cam Hayward still dealing with that groin injury, limited participation early in the week, then didn't participate midweek, and then limited participation at the end of the week. He is not listed as anything, but I'm assuming he'll play. Uh, Alandon Roberts, outside linebacker, knee injury. Uh, limited on Wednesday, didn't participate in practice on Thursday, and then full participation on Friday. I do expect him to play if he is needed, probably, just, just again, just a rotation guy. And then Nick Herbig, also lam, uh, linebacker calf injury, limited participation on Friday, no game. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm assuming he's going to be a game-time decision, in all honesty, with the limited practice on Friday, and then nothing listed Wednesday and Thursday. I don't know if that just means he wasn't technically injured at that point, if that happened on Thursday, or if it happened on Friday, um, I'm assuming that's something recent. My guess is the way they handled the injuries this week, uh, he'll probably suit up and play uh, just because it seems like they're erring on the side of caution. If somebody's not 100%, they're not letting them go full practice. Um, Elandon Roberts, the thing is, he's basically a starter 100% of the that's time true. now. Middle linebacker. Due, due to Cole Holcomb being out. Uh, so if he's not 100%, uh, look for Robinson. an increased role with Mark Robinson. Uh, there is a possibility we see Mark Robinson start and play most of this game. Uh, it's an absolute possibility. Just because he landed in Roberts was a full participant in practice uh, doesn't mean that he's not going to wake up tomorrow and be sore as hell and then not be able to play on Sunday. Yep. It's possible. It was bad enough that he didn't practice both Wednesday and Thursday. So that's significant. Uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. Mark Robinson has really splashed when he's been able to be out on the field. Uh, he actually had a couple nice plays on special teams earlier in the season. Then they rewarded him with some defensive snaps, which he just went out there and made plays while he was out there. Shocking. Uh, but the, there's been so much depth at the the top three guys and, and so much going on with trying to figure out who are the best two. Do we need to play all three? Do we need to rotate them? Uh, do we need to go with just two of them that Mark Robinson just really hasn't had the opportunity to play? Uh, so I think with Cole Holcomb out the remainder of the season, they're going to sprinkle Mark Robinson in a little bit here and there if the other two are fully healthy. Uh, if they're not fully healthy, you're going to get a heavy dose of Mark Robinson. Yep. Uh, and then we might see some uh, some of Mike Cal, the guy that they just brought up uh, onto the practice squad. Uh, I would not be surprised if Mike Cal gets uh, – uh, brought up to the 53 for game day. Uh, let me find his last name. He's got some real experience in the NFL. Mike Cal Walker. Mm. Yeah, he actually is a former starter on uh, some teams, so he's got a lot of uh, a lot of experience in the NFL. Uh, might be brought up just as the extra body and insurance policy going on there. Yeah. 
Uh, you want to talk the Green Bay injuries here? Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the Green Bay side of things. There's a handful. Uh, there's, there's there's a lot going on here. Uh, so first off, we've got people that are going to be basically out for the game. Uh, Jair Alexander. They're listing him as doubtful. He didn't practice all week long, not even limited. Uh, so he's basically out. Uh, Quay Walker not expected to play either. Uh, he did not participate in practice all week long. Also, he's a starting middle linebacker or off-ball linebacker for him. Uh, Kenny Clark, uh, they're very good, high-quality defensive lineman. has been limited all week. They expect him to play, uh, although it does say questionable. People inside camp are all saying he's going to play. Um, safety Rudy Ford with a calf listed as questionable. Center slash guard Josh Myers with a knee listed as questionable. Tackle Yash Neiman, back questionable. Guard John Runyon, neck questionable. So we got a lot going on here. Um, a couple guys with some nagging injuries going on also. Uh, but it looks like a few of their offensive linemen pretty banged up. Starting corner and their best defensive back, Jair Alexander, uh, expected to miss the game. And then one of their starting safeties in Rudy Ford could possibly miss as well with being limited in practice all week long, never even went full. Yeah. Uh, so if they're down a starting corner and a starting safety uh, and a starting middle linebacker uh, and their number one defensive tackle is kind of limited with a, a shoulder injury, man, you might have some real opportunities. Yeah. I mean, everyone you listed was a starter. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's even, crazy, isn't even it? somebody who didn't talk about Aaron Jones is, is dealing with a hamstring injury. who's limited participation all week. Um Christian Watson, wide receiver with a back problem, was a full participation all week, expecting to go. But you got to imagine both those guys being technically starters for them. There's a chance that, I mean, they're they're going to be out a ton of people here already just from the start. So, got to imagine Pittsburgh's looking to take advantage of a couple of these mismatches that and match matchups that they're going to ha- be able to do uh, this Sunday. But it's always just like Mike Tomlin says, next man up mentality. That doesn't mean the guy that's going to come yeah. in is going to play worse. It just means you got to take advantage of the fact that they don't get as much playing time. They may not be in as much rhythm, all this and that. So we'll see if they attack the uh, the replacement for Jair, which I believe is going to be uh, Carrington Valentine, if I'm not mistaken. So um, curious to see what that's going to look like on the passing game and who specifically lines up against George Pickens and Deontay Johnson and these guys. So. Uh, I'm, I, it's got to be. It's going to be easy to find mismatches, and I hope to hope we take advantage of it. Let's look yeah, at the depth chart for uh, the Green Bay Packers again. We always do this. We kind of go through the injuries, let you guys know who for sure is out, who's dealing with injuries, and that kind of stuff. Now we're going to look at the depth chart for the Green Bay Packers, starting off with quarterback Jordan Love. Jordan Love has had a 12 touchdown to eight interception season. Not fantastic, not bad, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not. It's nothing fa- like it's. I mean, he's throwing four touchdowns and three picks. That's what he's doing. So, it's do not that good. That's a lot of interceptions. I know. Do that some it's more. A lot of turnovers. Do that some more. Yeah, it could be worse. Averaging one, yeah, averaging it, one interception a game. That's a high rate to be thrown interceptions. Mm-hmm. If you end the season with seventeen interceptions thrown on the year, people are asking who's the the guy that's going to start next year. They don't want your back. Yeah, but I'm just so, talking in comparison to where Kenny's at with six and four. It's not much. Mm-hmm. It's not much better, other than the number. Well, I mean, yeah, you multiply it times two, and it's the same twelve and eight. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the ratio, <laughs> yeah, the ratio is identical. Just Kenny's not turning the ball over anywhere near as frequently. True uh, is what's happening. So, True. Um, 
If uh, for some reason Jordan Love is not able to go, don't forget they've got Sean Clifford, former Penn State Nittany line, backing him up. I think he was a six-round pick this last year. So rookie backup quarterback, and he's the only one on the team. Yep. Uh, running back, Aaron Jones, one of the better running backs in the NFL. So if he's healthy, uh, he'll be a handful. A.J. Dillon, his backup uh, is a big, monstrous dude, a Najee Harris-sized dude. Uh, if we get into the wide receiver core, Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, uh, and Romeo Dubs. Romeo Dubs, of course, was Carson Strong's star wide receiver at Nevada. Yep. Uh, I think this is his second year in the league now. Christian Watson was a stud rookie wide receiver for them last year as well. And then Jaden Reed, the speedster, uh, as their number three wide out there. Luke Musgrave, their starting tight end rookie, Luke Musgrave. Uh, this was a strong tight end class. He's one of the guys that was very good. Uh, as far as their offensive line, left tackle Rashid Walker, left guard Elgerton Jenkins, center Josh Myers, right guard John Runyon, and right tackle Zach Tom. And, yes, half of those guys were on the injured list. Three of the interior guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, real important injuries there. Defensive side of the ball, riddled with injuries again. We'll talk about it. Their starting defensive ends are Devontae Wyatt and Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark again on that injured list. Uh, Colby, or excuse me, nose tackle TJ uh, Slatten uh, listed as the starter there. And then you got there, they run a 3-4, so the outside linebackers, Preston Smith and uh, Rashawn Gary. Those are their outside. And then inside, Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker. Again, Quay Walker on the injured list. Eric Wilson would probably come in behind him. And then that secondary, uh, very talented when healthy, Jair Alexander, Kelseyon Nixon, uh, uh, the starting corners, and then you have Jonathan Owens and Rudy Ford as the starting centers. Again, Jair and Ford both listed on the injury list. So <laughs> could be a very bad time for them, uh, yeah. de- depending on what happens. Opportunities knocking now as far as the special teams. Kicker Anders Carlson, punter and holder Daniel Whelan, uh, punt return man, Kason Nixon, also the kick return man in the long snapper, Matt Orzek. Matt Orzek. Long snappers matter too. They do. Uh, with that being said, it's time for us to talk about our three keys to success in winning this game against the Green Bay Packers. This is something we've been doing for a while now, going on two years now. Uh, we talk about three things that Pittsburgh can do or not do to help succeed in winning the game against the Packers as we host them for week 10. Uh, James, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I can go first if you like. I'm all set. Go for it. Go for it. All right. So my first key to success is going to be to take advantage of the Packers secondary. Uh, you saw Cody's eyes light up if you're watching us on YouTube uh, when we were talking about the injuries to the secondary with Jair Alexander likely to not play. They're starting safety. Rudy Ford also on the injury list with a possibility of him not being healthy enough to go as well. Uh, you got to light these guys up. I'm calling for Kenny Pickett to throw 250-plus yards this week against a banged-up Packers secondary. Uh, my second key to success Big game from Mark Robinson. I think we're going to get a healthy dose of Mark Robinson in this game. I don't think it's going to be five or ten snaps. I won't be surprised if it's 30-plus snaps. I want to see him all over because that's what he does. This is a team that relies on running the ball successfully, and if you can shut them down and make them one-dimensional, they turn it over a lot. Uh, So it's big for guys like Mark Robinson. He landed Roberts, Quan Alexander, who are – 
specialists in stuffing the run to go out there and make sure you put them in those long down and distance situations. Uh, my third and final key to success. I want two catches from Darnell Washington. Let's Ooh. double his season total. Let's expand the offensive capability by using this big man over the middle. I think if you throw it to him twice, you can have 30 plus yards pretty easily. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, yeah. My three keys are somewhat similar or uh, maybe one or two of them. Uh, my first key to success is utilizing the middle of the field. A lot of the time we see, and I'm, I'm not talking specifically tight ends. I'm not talking uh, just tight ends or just running backs or anything like that. I'm talking utilize the middle of the field to make the guys have to play inside, to open up room outside for outside runs, for out routes, for all this stuff. We see all the time we go deep down the sidelines to George Pickens. He has these toe-tip, toe-tap catches and this and that, and even Deontay catching on the sideline. I want to see us utilize the middle of the field, get our guys into open space that can make moves or make people miss, or like Darnell Washington, run people over. Uh, get, I mean, even Connor Hayward has, has made plays in the middle of the field when we put him there. So utilize the middle of the field. That'll open up the running game. That'll open up other options for the passing uh, and really help us move the ball downfield. Key number two, I want to see constant pressure on Jordan Love. I don't want to see him get comfortable in his pocket with a with a degrading offensive line, with the injury-riddled offensive line. Even if these guys do play, they're not going to be playing at 100%. Take advantage of that. Have Keanu Benton and Cam Hayward attack the middle, get pressure on, make them have to double somebody inside or bring and you know have a six lineman because you need to make sure you're accounting for Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt. But I want to see constant pressure on Jordan Love. I want to see some interceptions, some sack fumbles. I want to see it all. And number three, James, you're not going to guess what this one is. Let's not be the turnover. It's not win the turnover battle. It's not. <laughs> it is. Okay, good. It is special teams. I want to make sure that, oh. you know, we're getting Anthony McFarlane back. We have Pre Presley Harvin. I want to see us win the positional battle and fight for field position. I want to see us, if we do have to punt, we're not punting back from our 10-yard line. We're punting from, you know, the 40, the 30, somewhere up in there. We're, we're getting down the field. We're moving the ball. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to not punt at all this game. That would be fantastic. Let's just score on every drive. But realistically, the <laughs> stuff happens. You're going to have to punt. At least win the field position battle. Force them to be doing things. I mean, we saw what happened when we first, I can't remember what team it was. Was it the Jaguars that we blocked the punt? Um, I don't remember who that was. But anyways, force, the, force them back. Fight for win the field position battle. That's all I can say. Um, it was either that for my third one or win the time of possession battle because we typically just go three plays and put it back anyways. So yeah, technically, if you're doing one, you're kind of doing both. Uh, so hopefully that works for us. So those are my three keys to success. Again, if you guys have three keys to success against any of the teams coming up uh, down the road, obviously we can't share your keys to success against the Packers now, um, but share your three keys to success next week for the next game, and we'll happily talk about it on our Friday shows. Uh, we do love that. It, it and if you put it in the comments of this episode, 100%. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it. We'll absolutely talk about it on the Monday recap show. As long as it's commented before the game. <laughs> Don't watch the game yeah. and see TJ Watt get four sacks and say, my key to success is TJ getting four <laughs> sacks. Well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get credit for that one, so don't pull it on us. We'll see the time when you put the comment on. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're excited for this game. Big game. Two very huge franchises in the NFL, uh, Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, rematch of the Super Bowl, the last Super Bowl that we went to, the last Super Bowl that we lost. So 
Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens with this. It's new faces, new guys. Last time was Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers. This time it's uh, Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love. So we'll see what happens. We can't thank you guys enough for watching and listening. Be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring that bell. It's free. Don't forget those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Get your shout-out here. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody, signing off. Peace.